The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Brought to you in part by BPC. It's the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. BPC. Slinging chickens since 2010. And by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples. Hair, nails, massage and skin care for more than 15 years at the Naples location. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And this is a special Thanksgiving episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. And we are going to go out of our way to scour the internet to find out all kinds of stuff about Thanksgiving. Stuff and stuffing about Thanksgiving that you may or may not really need. So join us at this dinner table as we celebrate Thanksgiving together on Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of you Americans, because Canadians celebrated about a month ago. Ah, that's okay. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there from sunny Florida. And as I approach my 30th year, Living here in Canada, I want to reflect on how Thanksgiving was for me growing up. What I remember as a kid growing up in New York is the smell of turkey roasting in the oven while my sisters and I watched TV. We would watch the parade on CBS, which showed the floats from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the floats and the marching bands, and of course, the huge balloons shaped like Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and one of my all-time favorites, Underdog. What was really cool about watching the parade on CBS was that when they showed highlights from parades in Detroit, Hawaii, and Toronto. The Toronto Santa Claus Parade happens in mid-November, and they would show highlights. And to this day, they still have the parade, and I am now part of that parade. So that's kind of cool. So as a kid, I'm watching it on TV, and now I'm part of the parade. That's kind of cool. The two movies that I remember watching are Hans Christian Andersen with Danny Kaye and The March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy. And I found out that today, Channel 11, WPIX, is showing the two versions of the March of the Wooden Soldiers, the black and white original version, and then the colorized version. So the tradition marches on. My aunt and uncles would come over for dinner along with my cousins, and we would be around 20 people around the Thanksgiving table. And it was memorable because it was a day when the whole family gathered to sit down and eat a great dinner that my mom would make every year. Years later, I still remember that wonderful feeling of warmth and happiness that we always are really thankful for. Here in Canada, we already celebrated Thanksgiving last month, but I still have that nice, warm feeling in my heart that I grew up with. I'm grateful for all that life has given me, starting with my wife, my family, a great radio career, this podcast, and of course, close friendships, including my friendship with Roy. On behalf of my family, I want to wish all of you a very happy Thanksgiving. That was very nice. Do you remember 
the Macy's Thanksgiving parade that you yeah. met us downtown in Manhattan? So here's what happened. So I, I work at a new stock station here in Toronto, and I was visiting New York, my family in New York for Thanksgiving. Roy and his wife, Debbie, we met downtown. And we were in the pouring rain. I was doing these uh, sideline reports for our radio station. And uh, it was pouring rain. That's right. And we had umbrellas everywhere. But it didn't matter. We were soaked. But we had people standing and watching the parade four, five, and six umbrellas deep. That's yeah. how dedicated the New Yorkers were. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then do you remember what you gave me? You gave me this great hat. It was a Macy's hat. It was a beanie hat. Yeah. Which I still have, believe it or not. So, yeah, what a great memory. So, doesn't matter which side of the border, we celebrate and we remember wonderful, wonderful memories. So, let's go back in time. Let's go back in history. today. History. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tell us all about the first Thanksgiving, although we had it first. Our first Thanksgiving was held in the autumn of 1621. It included pilgrims and 90 Wampanoag Indians, and it lasted for three full days. The earliest recorded Canadian Thanksgiving celebration dates back to 1578, after explorer Martin Frobisher's third voyage to Canada. After losing one of his ships along the way, he apparently had a big celebration to give thanks for this safe passage when he landed in Nunavut, which is the most northerly territory here in Canada. This was years ahead of your first recorded U.S. Thanksgiving, as you said, in 1621. More germane than this story is the meaty celebration hosted by Samuel de Champlain in 1606, which saw... Europeans and indigenous peoples breaking bread together. It was organized as part of the Order of Good Cheer dinner party series that was invented to make sure that colonists ate and drank enough to stave off scurvy and malnutrition. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's pretty cool. Nick's trying to one-up America and mm. uh, talking about Samuel Champlain's meat. <laughs> Did they serve the Champlain serve champagne at the first thanksgiving that would have been very confusing here's a great history fact abe lincoln made thanksgiving the fourth thursday of november it was president roosevelt in 1939 because we were in a depression he said god people need more time to spend money on christmas and we need to make more money and so let's move it to the third thursday and not everybody wanted to go along with this. He tried very hard to make it the third Thursday. It wasn't until 1942 that it goes back to the fourth Thursday in November. And to this day, Thanksgiving is celebrated on the fourth Thursday. You know, Thanksgiving in America is the second most popular holiday to Christmas. 
So, but it took 200 years for Thanksgiving to become a national holiday. Sarah Josephina Hale, the woman who wrote the classic song, Harry had a little lamb, little lamb. That same woman convinced Abe Lincoln to make it a holiday in 1863. Pretty cool. Canadian Thanksgiving may always fall on the second Monday of October now, but starting in 1921, it was actually celebrated on November 11th, known then as Armistice Day. That was changed in 1931 to allow veterans their own day of recognition, which we celebrated here on the podcast on November 11th. So in 1931, Armistice Day became Remembrance Day. And on January 31st, 1957, some 26 years later, Parliament declared Thanksgiving to be held every year on the second Monday in October. It coincides with your Columbus Day in the United States. So it kind of all kind of comes back full circle. And that was a little bit of Thanksgiving history. I guess every day is a history. Yeah. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the Thanksgiving special. Roy and I are, are gathered here at the table with some mashed potatoes and stuffing and gravy, all the good fixings. Boy, all this stuff talking about food and the history of Thanksgiving is making me kind of hungry. But I would like to officially welcome on the Totally Useless Information Podcast a brand new sponsor, BPC. It's the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. I love Portuguese chicken. It's one of my favorite. And so I am so psyched that they've come on because I've heard nothing but incredible things about them. Well... If you have your home or office party coming up and the holidays are right around the corner, catering happens to be one of their specialties. They also take care of bachelor and bachelorette parties, weddings, catering from 10 to 300 people. And they have a lot of options to choose from, from mouth-watering chicken, vegan, and vegetarian meals are available too. So you can call today to speak to a catering representative at 416-255-7177. But visit their website. You'd want to lick the screen. It's bestpc.ca. You got to go to the website because you got to see the chicken. The way that they cook it, it's 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 on the money. Located on the Queensway. Now you're saying you're saying, wait a minute. I don't live in Toronto. I'm listening to this podcast elsewhere. But if you have family members that are in Toronto, send them to BPC on the Queensway because what are you they will. About? Nick, I live in Florida, but I come to Toronto what once or twice a year. You know yeah. where I'm going. <laughs> They're fully licensed for your enjoyment. And here's the great part. All of the food is freshly prepared. No processed foods on the premises. Great meals, reasonably priced. BPC, slinging chickens since 2010. Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it! I'm wondering if she was at the first Thanksgiving. I'm going first. Okay, go ahead. Americans eat 46 million turkeys. That's 535 million pounds of turkey. Ahead. How much do the Canadians eat? Well, according to the uh, funny, you should ask that. According to the turkey farmers of Canada, 370 million pounds of turkey were produced in 2018, a retail value of 392 million. 
In terms of birds, Canadians bought 2.2 million whole turkeys for Thanksgiving supper tables. 35% of the total sales in 2018. 2.2 million whole turkeys. Wow. You know, at a, a Thanksgiving dinner, you'll consume up to 229 grams of fat. 229 grams of fat. If you That's ate like that every day, you'd be dead. <laughs> so have you ever at the uh, Thanksgiving table break the wishbone, like pull on the wishbone, make a wish? Sure. Every year. The ancient Romans are responsible for that. They used to pull chicken bones apart, hoping for good fortune. The English picked it up in the 16th century, where it was referred to as Merry Thought. In the New World, pilgrims played tug-of-war with the bones of wild turkeys, and the term wishbone didn't emerge until the 1800s. So each person grabs an end and pulls it apart. It is believed that if you get the bigger piece, your wish will be granted. Wow. Did you know at the first Thanksgiving in the United States, first Thanksgiving, there was no turkey? Yes, you heard me. No turkey at the first Thanksgiving. There was deer, which is venison, duck or geese, oysters, lobsters, and fish. But there was no turkey. And I'm not sure if every one of those things were on, but they think that that would be more of the staple food that would have been on the menu. Well, how about this? When you do have turkey on Thanksgiving, it makes you sleepy. This turkey is mm. going to make you sleepy. Turkey contains tryptophan, which is a naturally occurring amino acid that is used by the human body to make neurotransmitter serotonin, the feel-good chemical. You heard me? The feel-good yeah. chemical. I know. You said that like Barry White. He was like, hello, baby. Would you like some tryptophan? Studies have shown that serotonin, as Roy serenades, uh, promotes the slow-wave sleep in non-human and humans alike. But there are other foods that contain more tryptophan than turkey. These include spinach, soy, eggs, cheddar cheese, fish, watercress, and tofu. When we get so sleepy after we eat turkey, we combine the carbs that you were talking about, all those, those grams of fat, and before you know it, you are sound asleep. Wow. Did you know the pilgrims were intending to fast for thanksgiving they were not going to eat they were going to fast and pray for three days then the indians showed up and they were like oh geez they look hungry and we don't want some nasty indians with bows and arrows that are hungry or hangry so what we did what they did is they made a feast and then, of course, that lasted three days. It would have lasted longer, but the Indians had to get back to the casino to work. <laughs> A little historical reference there, even though we're in the food section of the Totally Useless Information podcast. Thank you for joining us on your Thanksgiving. We hope everything is going well in your household. We want to thank you very much for joining us week after week. We are thankful for you. We listen week after week. Thank you. Well, I have a food one that's really out there. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's first meal in space was turkey dinner. And that's something else, too. Green bean casserole was created by the Campbell Soup Company to sell soup. Why, why else would you put soup in green beans? I mean, who the hell does that? 
I don't know. I don't, I don't like know. it. I don't want no. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of this world. I, I one of our one of our first Thanksgivings after we were married, we had my my in laws coming over and my parents were coming over for dinner, and I decided I was going to cook the turkey on a barbecue on a spit, nice and slow, and this would be succulent, juicy turkey. And nice so and when messy. my wife said, "What's that?" <laughs> nice and messy. It's <laughs> messy. And uh, and so my wife says, "Are you sure you don't need the oven?" I said, "No, no, dear, it's okay. You could." Uh, fill the oven with all your wonderful. She's a great baker. Uh, apple pies and all, all kinds of crostata and all kinds of mm. delicious baked goods. And I said, yeah, don't worry, I have it all under control. And so I put the turkey on the spit, on the rotisserie, on the barbecue, and I turned it on, and it stops halfway around the rotation. <laughs> it was too big. So it was too heavy. So oh, I'm thinking. God. Okay, after about 20 minutes of trying to figure out, maybe I thought maybe the motor burnt out. And then my wife pops her head out the window. She's like, are you sure everything is okay out there? Yes, dear, everything's fine. And I'm thinking, I got to do something because I have all this company coming over. And it's going to take a while for the turkey to cook. And then I've read somewhere that your barbecue can be used as a convection oven where you turn on only one side. So I quickly removed the turkey from the spit and I put it rest down into a pan and lit one side of the barbecue. It took a little extra half hour longer than usual, but when it was done, it was the most delicious, succulent, juiciest turkey anyone ever had, and my marriage was saved thanks to my quick thinking. Yeah, yeah. Sounds to me like don't eat anything that Nick is cooking. (laughs) Corn is another one of the popular symbols of Thanksgiving, and in many varieties it used to come with, it was red, white, yellow, and blue, Some Americans considered blue and white corn sacred. The oldest corn dates back 7,000 years, and they were grown in Mexico as part of the free trade agreement way back when, 7,000 years ago. Yeah, right, exactly. Corn was on the table at the first Thanksgiving and continues to be a staple of the holiday today. Edward Winslow, one of the founders of Plymouth Colony, wrote that the spring before the first Thanksgiving, that the settlers planted 20 acres of Indian corn, now known as flint corn. The abundant crop was served at the first Thanksgiving. So today, that's, that's amazing. Amazing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> today, the corn found on most Thanksgiving dinner. See, we're also thankful for the jokes, really. Oh, A yeah. variation of Indian corn produces the kernels that are popped into popcorn. Additionally, Indian corn or flint corn is often purchased for decorating the Thanksgiving table. So corn is a big staple at Thanksgiving. Cool. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon! On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, not only do we have BPC as a sponsor, we have another sponsor as well. DeMarlo Salon and Spa in Naples, Florida. So we have BPC in, in Toronto, Canada, and now in Naples, Florida, we have DeMarlo Salon and Spa, the ultimate unisex salon and spa. DeMarlo's does hair, they do nails, massage, skin care. They do it all and they're amazing. Been in business for 15 years in the location on Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard. Their phone number, 793-2020, 793-2020, demarlosalon.com. 
You got to go to DeMarlo's. It's awesome. Like I said, it's a spa. So if you're down in Naples, Florida, and you want to enjoy your, your vacation time or you live down there, it's the place to go. I'll tell you this much. This is how great DeMarlo's is. I'm follically challenged, and I would go to DeMarlo. They massage Nick's head. <laughs> you did say massage and spa, did you not? I did. <laughs> no, they're awesome. They were, they're great. So check it out. It's DeMarlo's Salon and Spa in Naples, 239-793-2020, 239-793-2020, or visit DeMarlosalon.com. To tell you the truth, I think that um, speaking about Thanksgiving, they're sitting there, and there must have been a lot of animals running around. Animals, 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 crazy animals. <laughs> they even had the animal jingle singers at the first Thanksgiving, and they're all looking around saying, what the heck was that? Yeah. Benjamin Franklin was a freak. That's what they say. He was like a sex freak. Or something oh. but he was kind of fond with the ladies so to speak but he was not really good with his birds because benjamin franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird of the united states okay he he pushed really hard for it and then the eagle swooped in and ate it <laughs> of course, you, it would be kind of interesting as to why benjamin franklin was uh with so many ladies, because apparently, allegedly, he was lightning fast. <laughs> turkey feathers. How many turkey feathers does a full-grown turkey have? Have you counted them? No, but tell us. It's between 3,500 and 6,000 feathers. Turkey feathers are usually processed in the manufacturing of products such as pillow stuffing, diapers, insulation, insulation. upholstery padding, paper, plastics, among other things. The larger and more colorful tail feathers are usually used for decorative use and are sometimes found in arts and craft shops and you can even find them on Amazon. More bang for your gobble. Yeah, sure. And Benjamin Franklin uses those feathers to tickle his girlfriends. Listen, <laughs> female turkeys are called hens and they don't gobble. The male is the only turkey that gobbles. The female hen turkey does not gobble. But they do bitch and moan a lot to their husband turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the heaviest turkey on record, Guinness World Book of Records, was 86 pounds. Now, the average turkey is 15 pounds. That's a big turkey, 15 pounds. 86 pounds. The bird's name was probably Fat Bastard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and please don't write in okay wild turkeys can run up to 20 miles an hour wild turkeys run pretty damn fast that's faster i think than a human can run i don't think a human can go more than like what 14 or something like that 16 something like but, that yeah yeah although domestic turkeys they can't really run fast at all because they're too fat so wild turkeys can go 20 miles an hour but domestic turkeys that we use to eat they pretty much can't run at all pretty pretty similar to the children in america right now because they're too damn fat they can't run they don't do anything but use their thumbs on the phone yes <laughs> but let's be thankful <laughs> yes that's right the dangly appendage that hangs from the turkey's forehead to the what? beak is called a sn 
What? The dangling appendage <laughs> that hangs from the turkey's forehead. Nick, could you say that one more time, please? <laughs> the dangling appendage yes. that hangs from the turkey's forehead to oh. the beak is called a snood. S N O O D. That's all. The piece that hangs from the chin is called a wattle, W A T T L E. These fleshy flaps can change color according to the turkey's physical and mental health. When a male turkey, called mm. a tom, of course, tom turkey, is trying to attract a mate, the snood and the wattle turn bright red. If the turkey is scared, the appendages take on a blue tint. Hate when that happens. And if the turkey is ailing, mm. they become very pale. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have uh, an appendage that uh, that uh, hangs out. Oh, yes. my God. But it's Thanksgiving, so we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, let's not. And, and for that, we are forever thankful. Animal, 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 crazy animal. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the Thanksgiving special. We hope you're enjoying it as much as we are here as we are gathered together uh, celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple of fun facts here I want to send you away before we go off to watching some football. Unzipping our pants and, and, uh, and watching some football. Unzipping there he goes again and... with the waddle and the appendages hanging out and unzipping pants and... I talk about Heidi Klum, and he flips out, and here he is waving his appendages around. There are four places in the United States named Turkey. Louisiana's Turkey Creek is the most populous, with a whopping 435 residents. There's also Turkey, Texas, Turkey, North Carolina, and Turkey Creek, Arizona. Now, let's not forget the two townships in Pennsylvania. They're creatively named Upper Turkey Foot and Lower Turkey Foot. Pennsylvania. So with that, we want to thank you very much for still listening to us on the Totally Useless Information Podcast. All kidding aside, we want to thank you very much for listening week after week. We thank you for your support. We thank also the people who have emailed us at tuipodcast.outlook.com and of course our wonderful sponsors, BPC, the best Portuguese chicken in Toronto, and DeMarlo Salon and spa in Naples. The only thing better would be like getting a piece of Portuguese chicken, BPC Portuguese chicken, and eat it in DeMarlo Salon and Spa while you're getting like a spa day. Take a little break in between a massage and a facial and then have a little Portuguese chicken. Oh, that's the best. I know they deliver. I'm not sure if they quite deliver to Naples yet, but check it out. Check out the website, bestpc.ca. And if you need your haircut, I'm follically challenged. I would go to Damalo just for the spa alone and yeah. the massage. Boy, this show really flies by. But in closing, let me say that Thanksgiving is the time of year that kicks off winter. It's the big expectation of Christmas. Thanksgiving is the day when we celebrate how wonderful our lives are. We share food and stories with friends and family. We give thanks to God for all that we have. We eat and eat and eat and eat. And we remember the time that our family members say the craziest things that make us laugh for hours. We miss those who are no longer with us, but seems like they're sitting right next to us at the table. So let me say this. 
we spend the whole year complaining about things. So having this one day, this one special day, is a wonderful thing. So I challenge everyone, everyone listening, to be thankful for all that we have. Not just for stuff like homes and cars, but for the most important things, like our children and our health, like the countries that we live in and the peace that we share. I challenge you all to be thankful every day, to wake up every morning and say, I'm thankful, because even though there are some bumps in the road, I'm thankful for all that I have every day. How wonderful would that be? Well, I'm Roy. And I'm Nick. Happy Thanksgiving.